Hey friend, welcome to Self Transformed, a podcast redefining self-care through simple fitness, nutrition, and mindset habits. I'm your host, Emily Nichols, certified personal trainer, Whole30 coach, and Taco Tuesday enthusiast. (laughs) Hey, I know the struggle is real when it comes to taking care of you. I too am a busy working mom who felt physically and emotionally drained until I took action on my own transformation journey. I finally found the solutions to feeling confident and living a healthy lifestyle that doesn't feel hard. And now I'm on a mission to equip you with sustainable tools to help transform your life from the inside out, guilt free. Together, we will simplify your health and fitness into daily habits that don't feel like another thing on your long to-do list, but daily actions that light you up instead. So if you're ready to redefine self-care and step into your own self-transformation, then let's do this. Welcome back to the show. I hope you're having a great day so far. Gosh, we're almost into those summer months now. The days are getting longer. School is almost out. You know, we have a pool in our backyard and it's the in the summer. I just love it because we wake up on the weekends, the kids just swim all day, and in the evenings we're up late usually outside all evening. And I am ready for that. I hope you are too. So hey, I've been having a lot of fun with my new Self Transform You members. They are just embarking on their six week transformation. We just already had some big mindset shifts and it's really interesting. A lot of them, um, I've made sure that they have accountability partners with each other and they're connecting with each other because you know how much I believe in community as a big form of self-care and a big part of their success. So it just warms my heart that they're able to connect with each other on this journey and be able to relate with each other. So if you missed out on this round of Self Transform You, don't worry. You are able to join me in the next round. You can sign up on the wait list at Self Transform You, the letter U, dot com. But in the meantime, come join me in my free Facebook community community. There's a link in the show notes always. Lots of funny memes. There's tons of worksheets and other workshops that I've shared there. I'm going to start doing more workshops over there because I've got a lot of really great feedback from the girls over there that they like being able to interact with each other there and do a little extra um, one-on-one coaching with me there, which it just lights me up. I love being able to have these conversations with these women and watch them connect and just grow, just learn how to take care of yourself and find out how to make the time and to do it guilt-free. It's the best. It's the best. So come join us over there as well. And let's get into today's episode. We are talking about finding joy while on your transformation journey. You know, sometimes we get so caught up in goals or the destination, where we're going, We don't sit back and just enjoy the process, the experience, and actually find joy in the process. And I just love the word joy. Doesn't that make you feel good? You think of a joyful person. What comes to mind? It What comes to mind is just a bright light, someone who is positive, someone who just shines that light on other people. You know, the definition of joy is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness versus the definition of happy. It's just a feeling or showing pleasure and contentment. You know, joyful feels a lot more um, lighter, in my opinion, okay? So while you're on your journey, what ways can we find joy? And what happens at the end of that journey 
if things don't go your way, if you didn't reach your goal? Well, that's what we're talking about today with my guest, Sydney Why She is the host of the Seek the Joy podcast, and she is just a joyful person and a bright light. You will love her just as much as I did, and you're going to love this conversation. Let me tell you a little bit about Sydney. She is a lawyer and the creator, host, and producer of the Seek the Joy podcast. It's your go-to podcast for heartfelt storytelling, conversations, all things self-love, joy, connection, wellness, and spirituality. Her greatest mission is to uplift and empower others to find their authentic voice, encourage them to step into their vulnerability and courage, and to seek their joy and bring about greater healing. So through Seek the Joy, she's been able to do just that, inspired by our ongoing journey towards growth, empowerment, and self-love. Every episode offers a fresh perspective, aha moments, laughs, and stories and wisdom that will stick with you throughout the week. So it's all just about enjoying the journey and not getting so caught up in your definition of success and getting to that goal. You know, it's all about the process. It's all about the journey. And I know you can find joy in that process. So gang, let's get into today's episode. Make sure you listen to the end. As you know, I'll be sharing my three biggest takeaways. Enjoy this conversation. Get a pen and paper handy. You're going to want to take notes. All right, gang, welcome back to Self Transformed. I'm so excited to talk to fellow podcaster, Sydney Weiss, this morning. She's the host of the Seek the Joy podcast, and I just love the word joy in itself. And Sydney, you make me joyful. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk with you this morning. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. You bet. Thanks for coming on. So Sydney, let me start off by asking you, this question. What comes to mind when you hear the term self-transform? You know, the first thing that really comes to mind is I think it's a process for me to transform or to self-transform is a process of stepping into your own alchemy and allowing the emotions, the feelings, the experiences that you have or have had to sit with you. And then as you move through it, to transform it Mm -hmm. into, um, what you need, who you are, allow you to really step forward, I think, as your true self. I think there's something so beautiful about the word transform versus change versus fix because transform because there's really nothing wrong with us. There's nothing to change. There's nothing, nothing to fix, but there are certainly things to transform, transform, you know, difficult experiences or emotions into something more beautiful or powerful um, that will better serve us, will allow us to really be who we are. So that's what comes to mind when I think about self-transformation. It's, it's that process of, of alchemy, which we're all doing, you know, all the time, I think, whether we really know it or not. Yeah. Oh, I love that. What a beautiful definition. And you're so right. It's a process for sure. Mm-hmm. Ever totally. going on forever and ever, which is great. That's where the growth happens. That's for sure. So, well, Sydney, let's talk a little bit about your own transformation story. This is always a loaded question, but kind of <laughs> share with our audience today, a little bit about where you've been, kind of your life circumstances that have shaped you into not only who you are today, but what you do today as well. Hmm. It's a loaded question, but I think it's a, a good, important question because, yeah. you know, oftentimes I think we look at adversity or moments of difficulty or things that have happened in our life as, um, you know, 
a bad thing. And over the last few years, I really looked at those moments as being really positive and moments that have fueled me and, and allowed me to move forward. So as you mentioned, I'm the host of Seek the Joy podcast, and I started Seek the Joy um, about three and a half years ago after I really went through a self-transformation journey, a metamorphosis, you could say. Um, in 2016, as I was getting ready to, pa- uh, to graduate from law school, I had a series of health issues. I had shingles. I was 25 at the time. Um, and that moment truthfully should have been like the wake up call of like, hello, like you need to slow down or you need to take better care of yourself. And I just did not mm. get the memo. And so I had shingles, graduated from law school, sat for the California bar exam, which at the time was three excruciating days and you study for 10 weeks to prepare for it. And I was not taking care of myself in that period of time. I was not eating well, was not speaking well to myself. I was not taking breaks. Like there was no such thing as balance. Like we were studying 16 hours a day. It was crazy. And so by the time I sat for the bar, I was in the worst shape I had ever been in my life, just emotionally and physically and mentally. And then a month later I had appendicitis. And then two months later, I found out I did not pass the bar. And that moment in November of 2016 was really like my rock bottom. I remember I was literally sitting on the floor in my parents' living room and saying things like, you are so stupid. Oh my God, how could you let this happen? This is so embarrassing. Like just really hard on myself because for my whole life up until that moment, I had to find who I was and my self-worth on the external, on how successful I felt I was, how other people perceived me, what grade I got on an exam. And I realized like this was not sustainable. Like this was not healthy. It was not serving me and it was certainly not sustainable. And so I went through this nine month journey pretty unconsciously of shifting the way I was speaking to myself. Um, I was immersing myself in podcasts and books and different types of conversations with friends or, or, you know, new friends. And by the time I sat for the bar the second time in July, 2017, I was a totally new person. The way I had approached that exam the second time was different. I treated it more like a job. I had a different, like I was studying nine to five. And then as we got closer to the exam it, it increased, but I was eating better and I was taking breaks and I was exercising. I mean, just everything did a big 180. And so by the time I came out of that experience, I really wanted to connect with other people who had similar stories or experiences or wanted to do what we're doing right now and just sit on a microphone together and, and have a conversation and, and just be vulnerable and connect. And I thought, I'm going to start a podcast. Yeah, we're, that's what we're going to do. We're going to start a podcast. And I... When I tell you I had no idea what I was doing, I really had no idea, but I loved it. Like from the onset, I just felt such a resonance with connecting with people in this way. And it was fun. Like it was just really fun. And so I started Seek the Joy in October 2017. In the next month, I found out I passed the bar and became a lawyer. And so my journey of both being a lawyer and being a podcaster, they've existed on very parallel paths to one another. Um, So it's been fun to have both throughout this journey. Um, So that is really my transformation story, I guess you could say, coming from a space of really being unwell and mean to myself, because that's what that self-talk was. It was really mean to stepping into understanding who I am more, to finding my creative outlet, something I really love with podcasting, because through that journey, I've healed myself through having conversations, through connection. Um, I've been able to gain more confidence in myself and in my voice. So 
it's been a wonderful, wonderful journey. I'm very grateful for it. I love that story so much, Sydney. And there's a a couple of things to unpack there. First, Mm. the first thing I think of is how, you know, the way you were talking to yourself and just totally stressing yourself out over the bar, which I can only imagine, like, oh my goodness, (laughs) how it manifested itself physically in your body. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, is I was really afraid of the exam. Like I was in deep fear and part of that fear comes from the unknown. What is it going to be like? I mean, you sit in, in a conference, a convention center pre-COVID, you would sit in a convention center with sometimes thousands of other people and take this exam and you had to rely on your laptop to be working, like all these things, very stressful. And the other part of it too, was because I was in such deep fear and so intimidated, I let that control me and dictate how I perceived it, how I approached it. And so when I sat for it the second time, I did not fear it. I said, I'm going to conquer you. (laughs) I am going to succeed. I am going to, you know, I'm not going to be afraid of you. And it was just a mindset shift that I had to make because you're right. That fear, that emotion, that um, intimidation, all of that, it manifests in the body because it's, it's, you're holding on so tightly. You know what I mean? Mm, And it, and it, it just becomes tense and stress on the body 100%. Well, were you surprised when you didn't pass it the first time? A little bit. I was. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't pass by a small margin, which at the time, like was a big sucker punch (laughs) when you're like, you're so close, you're so close. But, you know, in hindsight, after I realized I didn't pass, you know, some things start to make sense. Like the way I was approaching it, the way I was feeling about it, the way I was studying, um, you know, things start to make a little bit of sense. Um, not so much when you see the margin, then you're like, why, why? But I needed that experience. I needed to not pass the bar. Um, it is probably the most pivotal moment in my life, um, which is a privilege that that was the most pivotal moment in my life. But I really needed that experience because it woke me up to really who I am, to who I want to be, what I want to do in the world. And um, I don't know if I would have had that same wake up call um, without it. So that's why I said at the beginning, like, I am just, I've learned not to fear these moments of quote unquote failure or roadblocks or things that show up that feel like they're getting in my way because I always, now since the bar, I always look at it as, but hold on, what is this supposed to teach me? What am I supposed to learn? How am I going to grow? Am I going to step into a new version of myself as a result? I, I just, I'm choosing to look at things through a bit of a different, different lens, even if it's really difficult at first, um, because trust me, when I'm like challenging myself to look at something as a lesson and an opportunity rather than something that really sucks at the moment, sometimes I laugh at myself and I go, are you for real? Like, wh- are you for real right now? Yes, we are for real. We are going to try to look at it this way. So I yeah, I agree with what you said for sure. I love that so much, Sydney. Um, you know, you talk a lot about embracing the journey and how your path may mm. look a little different than what you anticipated just with that transformation story from you know, being unhealthy, studying for the bar. And then, you know, that experience, like you said, gave you a new experience. You may have never had, had Mm -hmm. that not happened. So how can we begin to just trust the process? Sometimes we get so stuck in the outcome that we lose sight of the process and the growth and learning that happens during that process. So how can we begin to trust our own path? Hmm. 
I think it goes back to what you just said, which is about trusting the process. Mm -hmm. So there's a quote that is sort of my mantra. It's something I've held on to since probably 2013, 2014. And it's the background on my phone. And it says, stay patient and trust your journey. Because like you said, we're all rushing towards that outcome. We're all rushing towards that end zone. Like we all just want to be there. We want to have the result. We want to see something that we're working on come to fruition. We want our lives to look a certain way. But what I have learned and I am learning is that it's more so about the journey. It's about the process. It's about what it looks like for you to take one foot and put it in front of the other and the lessons and the learnings and the experiences that you have as a result of that journey, of that process. Staying patient though is key. And that is why it is my mantra, especially (laughs) the first part, because we are not, I think by nature, patient people, especially right now in 2021, where you can get things and access to information and in like a, the snap of your finger, it's there. And so for me, learning to trust my journey, trust the process has consistently come back to patience. And I think this knowing and this sense of trust that what is meant for me is going to find me. And if not, I'm going to continue to work until it does. And that has meant for me a lot of personal development work. It's meant, um, and, you know, we're like onions. You got to like peel back one layer at a time and get to know yourself and really begin to honor yourself and love yourself. And for me, that's why moving through that space of negative self-talk was so important because I could not, we could not be who we want to be if we are knocking ourselves down. We just can't. You have to be your biggest cheerleader in your corner. And so for me, yeah, trusting the process, staying patient, reminding myself that at the end of the day, I can figure this out, that I have the tools that I need. I often say like every experience is a tool in our toolbox. And when you're looking for how to navigate something and how to trust something, Nine times out of 10, I think we have those tools already within us. And then if we don't, call up a friend, call up a family member, a therapist, uh, read a book, you know, podcasts. There's so many great tools out there that you can turn to that will help to navigate that journey or help you develop, I think, a strong connection to your intuition, which will help to guide you along the way too. And so, This is a very long-winded answer, but I really think ultimately trusting the process comes back to um, embracing the journey, allowing yourself to experience it, and then allowing yourself to to remain patient within that. We want to get to the destination, but the real good stuff, the learnings, the connections, the life lessons, um, the growth that happens in the journey, uh, which is forever evolving. We are constantly on that journey. Yes. You know, Sydney, I see so many parallels to what you're saying, just thinking to um, my husband. So I've shared on the podcast numerous times, our own um, transformation story, um, as far as getting in the best shape physically and mentally with our minds starting back in 2015. And during that journey, my husband started running again. And back in 2019, he qualified for the Boston marathon. Wow. And, um, Yeah. First time like ever doing a marathon, he qualifies for Boston, which was the goal. And he was going to, if he got in, he was going to run 2020 and he was going to be turning 40 that year. And his dad ran his first Boston marathon when he was 40, actually on his 40th birthday. Wow. So my husband was like, this is going to be such a like really cool experience. Like his parents were going to come out to Boston too. And then once the qualification window opened, you know, he qualified, but that doesn't necessarily mean he'll get in. 
because of the amount of people that did qualify. And kind of like that margin you were talking about on the bar, they cut them at 10 seconds. Oh, um, the quali- 10 seconds. 10 seconds. <laughs> God. Maybe it was even less than that. But it was so little. He was like, I could have taken like three steps like faster, like at the end, at the finish line and yeah. been okay. So after he got over the disappointment, he like automatically was like, okay, well, you know, I'm planning a marathon again for next year and try for the next year. I'll, I'll be 40 then when I run it officially. So, okay. And, but he had done that personal development work early where it wasn't like, oh, oh my gosh, like, I'm just never going to try again. Like this mm-hmm. sucks. Honestly, you can live in your feelings and be like, this really sucks. Like 10 seconds. Yeah. yeah. Heart wrenching, but he had done the work ahead of time. And luckily he didn't get in because he wouldn't have been able to run the Boston marathon in 2020 because it never happened because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And that would have just probably really ticked him off even more. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I just see so many parallels and he's just trusting the process and he's like, okay, well I'll just run a near another marathon. Luckily he moved up an age group. So he gets a little extra time now as well. But I just see so many parallels and how you have to do some of the work, the tools you were mentioning ahead of time and having that patience and just knowing once you go down your path, you'll get to that outcome, but you just got to trust the journey. Just trust mm-hmm. that path you're on for sure. Mm-hmm. And I bet you anything, of course, that is a hugely disappointing moment, but I bet you anything, and I'm, I'm sure you and your husband have talked about this, just the process of qualifying and then running and having that whole experience. I mean, I'm sure there's so much that he took and so much that he learned and it was such a positive experience. And so it's like, even though we don't get the end result that maybe we're hoping for, how can we look at that journey, that process of moving through it and what we actually did experience and the joy and the positivity and the celebration and pushing yourself and all of those really good things. How can we look at that and value that? I think too often we value the outcome rather than the journey. And if we can place more value and importance and weight on that process of qualifying for the Boston Marathon, that process of running, you know, the qualification period, um, I think we're so much better off um, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. I mean, it just really, I think it's a game changer. So I've been learning, you know, to try to the best of my ability, um, to change the way I'm looking at those kind of what sometimes feels like the in-between experiences um, because it's, it's in between where you started and where you actually want to end up, but there's a lot of value in the in-between. There's a lot of learning. There's a lot of life um, experiences, joy, sometimes sadness and difficulty as well, but there's so much value there. There's so much to learn and, and so much to take. Totally, totally, Sydney. So, well, okay. So I love the name of your podcast, Mm -hmm. The Joy. I just love the word joy in itself. And you've brought that up so much, just having joy along the process. I feel like there's a difference though, between joy versus happiness. What do you Mm, think? I think you're right. I think you're right. You know, I often think about joy as being this internal, intrinsic, experience or emotion. It's this thing where even in the most difficult times, we can find a sense of joy. And this has been an important reminder for me, especially throughout the pandemic, when we've all, I think, experienced difficulty, a universal sense of grief. Um, Things are not normal still. I don't even know what normal will look like when we return to quote unquote normal. And so I've challenged myself throughout the last year to think about how can I continue to seek my joy and hold on to it? 
And the way I've been able to think about it and look at it is by connecting to, to the emotion, the feeling of joy. For me, it's like so much easier to seek something out or hold on to it if I know how it makes me feel. And so for me, joy has always felt like, okay, there's like two emotions that really come to mind. One is when, so for me growing up, tennis was like the biggest sport in my life. I love tennis. I used to play um, competitive tennis. And um, so sitting in a stadium and when a shot is like when a is unreturned and the stadium erupts into like, you know, um, I almost just said laughter, but it's not laughter. It's applause. Um, (laughs) when, you know, that moment that like that euphoria, that excitement, um, when it was a really tense point that for me is joy or walking into a kitchen after, you know, some like really delicious cookie was baked and the, the smell is like overcoming you for me, that sense, that experience is joy. And so I have just been coming back to that feeling and reminding myself that joy is something we always have access to because it's more internal. It's more intrinsic. Happiness, on the other hand, is an emotion or an experience, in my opinion, um, that it's external to us. It's something that is fleeting. It's attached to the moment. Like when you're on a walk and you see a really cute dog and you're like, oh, that just made me really happy, you know, and then the dog walks away and that emotion walks, walks away with it. And so, Happiness, I think, is often tied to those external things, and joy is more something that's internal um, that you can harness and, and that you can hold on to. So that's kind of how I look at the difference between yeah. joy and happiness. I love the word joy. When I think of it, I think of light, like what makes me feel lit up. And some of the experience, and that's different for everybody. Like your experiences 100%, yeah. are different than mine. You know. It, you, like you said, that euphoria you feel, or even it could be something so simple where you're just drink making your coffee in the morning and that first sip you take and that ritual of making yes. the coffee. And it's like, this brings me so much joy, or it could just be happiness for someone, depending on how that experience is for you. But I just see it as light, just mm. some bright light in your life. And like you said, it's so internal. Mm. I love that you said that because for me as well, joy is whatever makes me feel the most like me, Mm. whatever makes me feel the most alive, the most like in my skin. And that for me is joy. And I know I'm connecting to that joy too, when I'm experiencing what you said of like, it just makes you feel lit up, you know, from the inside out. And I think, I think we need more moments like that. And so being able to find it and hold on to it is just, it's it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. So what daily actions would you suggest someone taking to find joy in their life? Like for me, my self-care ritual, my routine is a big part of finding joy for me and lighting me up, but Mm -hmm. also it can come from other things as well. So what daily actions could people think about taking to find their own joy? Hey gang, cutting in real quick to tell you about my favorite meal delivery service, Cooked. They are a Chicago-based meal delivery service, and let me tell you, my family is obsessed. So Cooked offers chef-crafted meals that are cooked simply with only the purest ingredients, and they have three different meal types. So they have signature whole food meals, plant-based vegetarian meals, and even better, Whole30 approved meals. They're an official Whole30 approved meal delivery service. In my husband's last round of his Whole30, this was a game changer. It made 
his Whole30 even easier, and me too, so I wasn't cooking on the meals. And the meals were delicious. We're still ordering them every week within our food freedom. So head over to eatcooked.us and you can use the code EMILYNICHOLS15 to receive 15% off your first order, and then EMILYNICHOLS5 for every order after that to receive 5% off your meals. So go check out eatcooked.us and let me know your favorite cooked meal that you receive. You're gonna love it. When I was in the beginning of this journey of figuring out my joy and to, to, to answer this question, I have to share this one little story with you. So the name of the podcast is inspired by a conversation I had with a friend in 2015. So two years before I even started the podcast. And he said to me, you need to find more joy in your life. You need to seek the joy. I thought this man was crazy. Like I really did because I thought I have joy in my life. I was a third year law student. I, you know, was busy. I had friends. I would, you know, all the things. And he said, no, no, no. Like you need to find joy and seek the joy because I was too stressed out and I was too serious and all the things. Um, and so I'm, I'm a little, I'm a very literal person at times. And so I made a bracelet, a little simple engraved bracelet that said, seek the joy. And I wore it and then I didn't. And it's one of those things that sits on your dresser. And so when I was trying to explore the name of the podcast, I saw it out of the corner of my eye and I thought, oh my God, seek the joy. This is going to be called seek the joy because I wanted to have a podcast where we were talking about how do we step into being our best selves? How do we explore what lights us up? What brings us joy? Well, we're all, I think, on this journey of seeking our joy. So I thought we're going to call it Seek the Joy Podcast. So now going back to your question of like, how can we begin to bring joy into our lives? It really, I think, starts with this journey of getting to know yourself. And the ways in which I started to get to know myself was through a journaling practice, was through meditation, was through which is my self-care, which was through conversations with friends, through unpacking different emotions with myself, with my, my family, with whoever felt like a good, solid, safe space to have those conversations. Um, I dove into a kundalini yoga practice, which is really based in movement and mantra. And so for me, it, th that's my self-care. And so that was how I began to discover what brings me joy. Um, and over time it has evolved. And so for anyone listening, you're like, how, how do I find my joy? I really think it starts by figuring out, not even figuring out, but I think it is about diving into your self-care because as you're taking better care of yourself, what you love, what you enjoy starts to sort of bubble up to the surface. And then once you've been able to connect to your joy, and I think too, even taking it one more step backwards for a second, think about the things that you do in your life that make you feel really good, that make you feel lit up. Is it going on a walk? Is it yoga? Is it a conversation with a friend? Is it painting? Is it like those adult coloring books? I mean, there are so many different things. And so think about those things and play around with it. Do some trial and error. Pick something up, put something else down. And then once you kind of figure out what are those things that you love to do that really make you feel the most alive, the most like yourself, it's then about carving out some time every day for yourself to do those things, which we're all so busy. It is so hard to do sometimes, but even just five minutes and putting a timer on your phone for five minutes 
it will help to, I think, reset you for the day. It will help you switch out of a really maybe bad mood or a funk or um, just allow you to get the juices flowing a little bit. Yesterday, I had a really tough day at work. I was so aggravated and my instinct was just to close everything down and walk away, take a shower, eat dinner, call it a day. And I thought, no, I'm actually going to move my body. And so I put on a dance class on YouTube and moved my body for 15 minutes. And by the end of it, it was like this, this transformation journey, this alchemy. I moved those difficult, really frustrated, pissed off emotions into, you know, fuel that was allowed me to move my body for 15 minutes and come out of that actually feeling a lot better. And so just even five minutes, 10 minutes connecting to someone, something or someone that makes you feel joyful or really good or alive, I think is how we can really start to bring more joy um, into our lives for sure. I love that. I love that you said it's like a reset for, for sure, because we are yes. so busy and we have all these tabs open on our head and all these emotions and other external things pulling us away mm-hmm. from ourselves and to be able to reset and slow down and listen to ourselves. That's Mm. where the joy is for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it feels like a total privilege to be able to do that. You know, especially if you're a parent or you have people in your life that you're taking care of, it's not just you. And I think, yeah, carving out just those couple of minutes to allow yourself to tap into something that brings you joy. And for me, you know, what really brings me joy is connection. It's moments in conversation. It's sometimes it can be as simple as a text with a conversation with a friend. It's any moment that I get to dive into my creativity, which usually manifests itself with the podcast. And so just giving myself a little bit of time every day to do that. It's such a mood changer and it just allows me to keep going because if I'm stuck in the monotony of the things I don't like, I might go crazy. <laughs> like I might, I totally might. So I think it's I so important. You. I hear it's so you. important. For sure. Well, I know you're super passionate and I can tell just from your episodes, you're super passionate about your podcast. And like you said, just connecting with others mm-hmm. and hearing their stories. So you started your own storytelling series on your podcast, which I mm-hmm. found me so interesting. So um, wonderful just to hear other people's stories. So what made you decide to do that? And what's been like your biggest takeaway from this? Hmm. So when I started Seek the Joy in October 2017, the premise of the show was just to be interview style episodes, Mm -hmm. which um, was really fun and exciting. And I started off by interviewing my friends, which I highly recommend because our friends are so wise and full of so much like good life experience. And I love that. Mm -hmm. And I was about five or six months into the podcast and I was receiving a lot of messages, either Instagram or DM, DM or email from people who said, hey, like, I really love what you're doing. I'd love to be part of it, but I don't think I want to do an interview. And I thought, this is such an interesting conundrum because I've never heard, like, first of all, as a baby podcaster, I was so excited that anybody was listening and that they they were reaching out to me. But then beyond that, I was like, well, what am I, what do I do? Because I, if someone wants to be part of what I'm doing, I really want to provide that space to do that. And so one day I had this idea for a series on our show where people could send in a audio clip of, of sharing their story of who they are, something they overcome, something they're celebrating, a new book. Um, people have sent in poetry and music and it's really beautiful. And so for about two and a half years, I put two or three audio clips together as one episode. I called it The Power of Storytelling and it aired once a month. And then 2020 hit. And the series was booked a year in advance. Mm. And I thought, this is not 
sustainable. Like I was, it was February or March and I was scheduling people for December of 2020. And it just didn't feel good to me that someone would have to wait that long Mm -hmm. to share their story because of the demand around the series. And so I thought, all right, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I got maybe a little extra time. I think it's time to move this over to its own podcast. And so that's what I did in May of 2020. We're coming up on a year. Um, I launched Stories of Inspiring Joy, which is now our sister podcast. And it's the same premise, except these um, stories stand on their own. Two of them are released every week on Mondays and Thursdays. And it's a really beautiful opportunity to share who you are, share your story as a as the as a host or as a Uh, producer. I'm not part of the episode at all. Um, And it has been incredibly healing for not only the person sharing their story, but for the people who are tuning in. I will never forget the first time I understood the impact of this level of vulnerability in storytelling. Someone had shared a story, it was like 2019, and this person is from Michigan, and someone from Germany sends me an email. And says, hey, I heard this story and it really resonated with me. I have a similar story. Could I share mine? And I thought, please, like, oh, my God. But that what really rocked me was the fact that this person is on the other side of the world, like and they were listening and they resonated. And it just reminded me, I think, of this really beautiful universal truth Two two universal truths. One is. You never know the impact of sharing your truth and your story, not the impact it will have on you personally, which is always incredibly healing, but then the impact it will have on a stranger and somebody that you don't know. And then the other truth that has been sitting with me ever since is we are all so much more similar and experiencing so much of the same than we actually realize. We often think, oh, this person's in another part of the world or they have a different socioeconomic status or they have a different life experience. But at the end of the day, we are all so much more alike. We all really want love. We wanna be love, we wanna experience love, we wanna express love, we wanna take care of ourselves, we wanna take care of our families, our loved ones. Um, We're just so much more similar than I think we often give ourselves Um, credit for or understanding of. And so it's been really, really powerful to share these stories. I feel really honored, to be quite honest, to have been able to share all these stories to date. So you and I are talking in March. We've shared 95 stories on stories of inspiring joy. So by the time this airs, it's going to be well into the 100s. Um, it's, It's been a really incredible incredible experience. Um, and I'm very grateful that I had that idea one day to share more stories, uh, in this way, because it's been, it's been hugely, um, it's been a huge part of my journey. I'm very grateful for it. So amazing. And this just speaks again to the process and the journey and the things you learn along the way that you never would, it never would have happened if, you passed the bar the first time and you maybe didn't Never. start the podcast and then give this avenue for all these people to share this. It's all connected. It's all connected. And I think I often need that reminder. So anyone listening, I yeah. hope you take this as a good reminder too, of like, 
when something just is like a huge roadblock or you're like, how the hell am I going to chip away at this and make it a stepping stone for myself? We can do it. Often it just takes some time and some reflection and, and a willingness, I think, to, to dive in in that way. But every, every experience serves a purpose. It's to allow you to get to know yourself better, to understand your journey, your path. And then sometimes I think to reform you, your path into one that's in the best, most truest alignment to who you are. Um, I was certainly walking down a very different path prior to not passing the bar exam. So I'm, I'm grateful for the, the redirection through adversity, which, um, which, yeah, I'm very grateful for it for sure. Absolutely. Well, I know everyone listening today is going to be seeking joy throughout their mm-hmm. journey from here on out and taking action in regards to that. I love that. So Sydney, where can everyone connect with you online and keep getting inspired to find their joy? Mm. Well, Emily, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. I am I'm very excited that we've connected and um, I shared this with you originally, but I just really resonate so much with your work and this theme now of transformation, which is beautiful. Um, so anyway, you can find me and all things Seek the Joy podcast at seekthejoypodcast.com. Um, we are available everywhere that you listen to podcasts. Just type in Seek the Joy. Same thing with Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And then if you want to learn more about stories of inspiring joy, you can go to storiesofinspiringjoy.com. We are on all socials. I think it's like at stories of joy pod. I had to like uh, bring it down because, you know, there's only so many characters you can have. Um, or you can type in stories of inspiring joy wherever it is that you listen to podcasts to tune in. And you can learn more about me there as well. So I'm excited to connect really with anybody who who's tuned into this podcast. Let me know. Send me a DM if this is how you found us. And uh, thank you again, Emily. This was wonderful. That Sydney, you definitely brought the joy today. Oh, good. I'm glad. It's been a fun way for me to start my day. So I appreciate it. Lovely. Thank you so much, Sydney, for this conversation. It truly brought me joy. <laughs> it really, really did. So, gang, make sure to go check out Seek the Joy podcast with Sydney Weiss and get your daily dose of joy from her and her guests on her show. So, let's get into my three biggest takeaways from this journey, from this journey. It was a journey from this episode, this journey I went on on this episode. (laughs) Okay. Number one, you need tools to help you navigate that journey. Okay. Whatever that journey looks like for you, you need some tools to help you navigate. Okay. So a lot of those can look like some self-care tools that Sydney and I mentioned and many tools that I've mentioned here on the show before. So prayer, devotionals, meditation, connecting with others, movement, fueling your body, taking time for play and enjoyment and just being joyful during that journey. You know, sometimes when we're head down, just trying to get towards whatever goal we're getting to, like Sydney mentioned, you know, she really did herself in studying for the bar and it wasn't the best outcome for her because, and she felt like total mental and physical exhaustion because of it. However, when she turned it around and used some of those tools during her journey to take care of herself and being more mindful of the way she was talking to herself, lo and behold, she passed the bar. So think of what needs to be in your toolkit while you are navigating your own journey. Number two, so think about a time where you set a goal, you were trying to get to some type of destination in your life. And you didn't meet that goal. You know, I talked about my husband getting cut short a little bit on 
the Boston Marathon. And a little um, extra note on this, you know, the Boston Marathon was delayed because of, you know what, last year. And so they're holding it here in 2021 in the fall, and he was able to submit his time, and he was still short on it, which he was like, that's okay. He can still submit his time for next year in the spring. Hopefully it'll be back to normal. And in his mind, he's like, that'd be great. It'll be in 2022 and 22 is our lucky number. So he's still just keeping a good attitude about it. And he's doing a lot of other fun things in the meantime. So he learned, so for him, for example, let's use him as an example. He's learned that maybe marathon (laughs) marathons aren't his thing because of the amount of dedication of training that goes into it. But he is having fun and learning about other things to do to move his body to challenge himself. So like right now, he's doing triathlons. He's done adventure races this past year. He's now, I'm, I know he's going to do this in the next year because he's mentioned it a couple of times. Babe, if you're listening, I know you're going to do this. He must have probably do an Ironman someday <laughs> now too. But he kind of learned, you know, okay, what else can I do because I didn't meet my goal? What what did I learn about myself on the journey? He's like, well, I like challenging myself, having these physical challenges. What else can I do outside of just pounding the pavement and just running? So, you know, for me, you know, there's been plenty of times where I, you know, I shared my Orange Theory journey, my journey becoming an Orange Theory coach. I went through, I got my personal training certification and I probably waited over almost a year, close to nine months, about nine months before I finally had the coaching opportunity work out as far as scheduling with working the kids because they, my kids come first and being here, being able to be here for them. Um, and working at the same time as well. But I learned, you know, just to be patient. You know, the timing wasn't going to be right back then. I would have had to be coaching in the evenings and on Sundays, and that's just not going to work for my family. You know, when I got like what my dream job, what I thought was my dream job with the AHA, um, gosh, what year was that? 2010. Yeah, 2010. I didn't get the job the first time. I went through this big process. I was volunteering with them. I got to know so many of my future colleagues there. They were sending letters of recommendation to HR and my um, soon-to-be boss, and I didn't get the job the first time I interviewed for it. And it was okay because I ended up getting it a couple months later, and it was within a territory that made more sense for where I lived, and it was a beautiful experience and time in my life. So think about the journey. What are you learning about yourself during the journey? For me, I learned mental fortitude when I didn't get that job. I've learned a lot about patience, that when things don't work out the way they're supposed to be, more than likely it wasn't God's timing. That wasn't the right time for you, and you need to be patient and wait for the next thing. So if things don't work out for you, what did you learn about yourself on that journey? And lastly, just joy. Joy is internal. Like Sydney mentioned, it's a feeling experience. What gives you joy in your life? What gives you ultimate joy? You know what that feeling is. You know what that feeling is. Watching my kids do things that make them feel lit up honestly gives me a lot of joy. Making my coffee, my coffee ritual in the morning, my habits and my routine give me joy. Riding on my new Peloton gives me joy. I tell you what, I had like an emotional breakdown the other day on my bike, just riding and I was climbing up this big hill and I just started having tears string down my face. I was just letting go of so much stress and overwhelm I was feeling because I was going through the launch of Self Transform You. And that, that experience brought me joy. 
So think about what brings you joy and what joy can you find while you're on your journey. So your journey becomes joyful and not a burden and not overwhelming and stressful. What joy can you bring to your life and in your journey? So take some time, maybe write down, journal about this, write down what brings you joy. Or if you have that feeling, you see that, you feel that experience, write it down when it comes on you. So Sydney, again, thanks girl. I'm so glad we were able to connect. Make sure you go to the show notes so you're able to connect with Sydney and listen to the Seek the Joy podcast and hear a lot of other stories about other folks finding joy on their journey. You know, we're always in a state of growth and transformation. If you're not there, I can help you get there just by taking care of your basic needs, friend. You can go to selftransformu.com to get on the wait list for the next round of Self Transform You. I'd love to have you there. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast because I have a couple of more exciting announcements coming up very soon. I know, I just feel like I'm always announcing something, but I have a fun little something, something up my sleeve that I think we'll, we'll be all able to have a lot of fun with. So sending you lots of love and I hope you find joy today. Hey girl, real quick before you go, if you love today's show and know your girlfriends need to hear this message too, then grab a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Emily Nichols too. because the more mamas out there hearing this message, the more empowered we'll all feel to take care of ourselves so we can pour from a full cup. Or the number one way you can thank me for this podcast is to leave a rating and review in iTunes. That way, more mamas will find the show here too. Love you and appreciate you, girlfriends. See you next time.